Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. We're going over to our Hammerhead hotline now, and uh, Mike Carmen of the Lafayette Journal and Courier is with us here. Mike, just an incredible win out of this Purdue football team on Saturday. I, I thought it would be close. I, I just didn't think Purdue was going to have enough plays in him down the stretch. I, I thought that Iowa defense was going to really give uh, a lot of extra special attention to David Bell, and it would just end up making one one more play than Purdue could. And boy, I couldn't have been happier to be wrong about the outcome of that one. Um, just how surprised were you with the way that thing played out, especially in the second half? Well, uh, not, not, not surprised so much uh, because these games with Iowa under Jeff Rom have been close. Uh, they've been games that have gotten into the second half. And, uh, and as you said, there's usually a play or two that, that happens that, that turns – uh, turns the game in the favor of Iowa, but you know, and that and that did happen in this game where, you know, T.J. Sheffield was reaching for the pylon and the ball came out of his hands and it hit the pylon and by rule, that's a touchback. And Purdue, instead of having a 17-point lead, had a 10-point lead. And you thought, well, it's the moment that I was going to take advantage. But you know, Purdue's defense stepped up, had a sack, had a sack, and an incomplete, and then there was an incomplete pass and. They got the game back in their hands, and that that was the, that was basically the the ball game at that point. So, Purdue's defense, which has played well all year, kind of stepped up and uh, changed the narrative there that uh, they were not going to let Iowa come back and, and win that game. Well, now Purdue gets that success, and uh, they get into the polls at twenty five, and this is a little uncharted territory for Jeff Brom and company. Now, there's some expectations that come with being in the in the top twenty five, so. How, how do they settle this group down? You get Wisconsin coming in, who has you know been that team that's given Purdue fits all these years because they'll always have some running back that seemingly goes for two hundred odd yards. I don't think they have that personnel this year, but yet you still got to be focused on the task at hand. So uh, I know um, Jeff Brom had that press conference today. So how does he kind of just calm everybody down here and, and keep them focused? That's uh, pretty simple. Um, they haven't beaten Wisconsin in fourteen tries. Wisconsin or Purdue hasn't beaten Wisconsin at Ross State Stadium since 1997. Uh, so I don't know what left that you could say. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you know Purdue's going in to play UConn after beating Iowa, and they're a heavy favorite, and they should take care of business. Actually, Purdue is an underdog in this game, but the the, the overall point is, you know, if you're going to have a a consistent program you have to back up a big win with a big win and this would be another big win for Purdue if they can get that done but that's this whole that's just part of the process I mean you've you've got to you know keep your team you know focused on the, the what's at hand here and while a lot of people are probably patting them on the back today walking around campus you got another game to play and you and now you've entered into the conversation of can Purdue win the Big Ten West? You know, what has to happen for, for that to happen? So you, that victory, you know, has changed kind of the narrative of what Purdue possibly can do here in the second half. But it's, you know, I think Jeff has been pretty consistent with how he approaches a season, whether their record is 4-2 and two or 2-4. Two and four, It's just like, okay, this is the next game. This is the one that we have to play, and this is the one that we're going to get ready for. And can't get ready for more than one opponent at a time, and, you know, it's, I know it's very cliche, but that's how, that's how he's approaching it. And 
you know, Purdue loses on Saturday, it's not because they were not focused or they were thinking about Iowa. It's just that, you know, Wisconsin has some built-in advantages against Purdue that, that Purdue's going to have to overcome. We're talking with Mike Carmen here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline from the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Mike, can yeah, this passing attack's really strong. I mean, Aiden O'Connell, 30 of 40, 375, the, the pair of touchdowns. It still continues to lack in the rushing department. Now, I know Xander Horvath will be back hopefully sometime in the next several weeks or so, but can Purdue continue to have success? Can Purdue make it? to a Big Ten championship game by winning the West and not have those games where they can rush for uh, over 100 yards? Well, I, I don't know about that. Um, and to me, Purdue rushing this year has not been more about the total. It's more about the situation. How many third ones are you converting on the ground? How many fourth and ones are you converting on the ground? How many times in the red zone are you running the ball effectively uh, to get yourself closer to the goal line or get yourself into the end zone? You know, Purdue's not going to be a 150 to 200 yard rushing team this year, but there are things that you can do in the running game to manufacture rushing yards to get you over the hump or to keep a drive alive or to win a game running the ball and running out the clock. And I, I think those are the things that you really need to look at. It's like, when, when are they successful running the ball, and can they be successful in those situations? And that will determine, you know, a lot for them. Uh, you know, I just, this team is not built that way right now. They don't really mm-hmm. have the offensive line to do that, even though the offensive line did play well Saturday, especially from a pass protection standpoint. But, you know, those are the things. I mean, there's been many times during Jeff Brom's career that Purdue needed to close out a game and couldn't do it because they couldn't pick up a third and one or a third and two. They've had to give the ball back to the other team. Those are the moments that I look at to say, okay, can can they do this now? And I, you know, by rotating different quarterbacks in there, you give yourself another option other than just a running back. And they do have some other options at the receiver position they could use. So, you know, I think his job is just to get creative with that and figure out ways to, to get yards on the ground in the non-traditional way. And, you know, I think that can lead to some success here in the second half if they can execute that. Talk with Mike Carmen on the Hammerhead Hotline for the Lafayette Journal and Courier. I guess maybe a more immediate concern if we're talking about the running game is just, at, at this point, how thin that position is. you got you know King Daru leading the way, and he, he's been very good in the last couple of games, I thought, but... You know that he's dealing with an ailment week to week, and I don't know what that is. I don't know that anybody does know what that is, but you almost have to make him, you know, week to week on his availability. Um, and you know, Dylan Downing's a transfer in, okay, but I, they had a converted linebacker in there uh, last week, right? As as like kind of an emergency thing. They're getting so thin at that position. Maybe we shouldn't be worried about the actual rushing yards and more just having a back that knows. You know, picking up blocking assignments or even just being able to rush the ball if you really need it. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Part of uh, being a running back is picking up blitzes and adding to the pass protection. And King Daru do- has done well in that regard. And, you know, you're right. He is he is going to be a week-to-week situation based on his medical condition. Uh, so, and they've, they have mapped out a plan for him uh, so that he is ready and prepared to play uh, every week in hopes of, 
him being available all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they have a pretty good plan for that. And, but they are, they are thin there and you don't have two or three guys you can go to. And they, they've been thin there the last few years, but as long as King holds up pretty well, you know, I think they will be in good shape. And then, you know, you, if you can get Horvath you know, back, um, you know, by the end of the month, maybe going into the Michigan State game or the Nebraska game, you know, he, he and that just adds. You know, it's kind of like you made a trade at midseason, and you've got this. Uh, you got this pretty good player that you could insert into your lineup that can maybe help you win a couple games down the road, or at least improve your rushing numbers, where people, you know, now now have to respect it. So there's a lot to play out, but you know, as long as they're getting yards on the ground in some form. You know, I think that they'll be okay. Mike, I, the defensive hires that Jeff Brom made in the offseason, look, I, I was no fan of Diaco and in, in what he wanted to try to scheme up. It, it clearly was not something that Purdue was built or, or ready to get into. But, boy, to go from what that thing was last year to where this defense is at now, I know it's not just one guy, I, I you know, Lambert, English, Haig, I, it's a whole group effort there, but... Holy smokes, does it feel like Jeff Brom just hit a whole bunch of home runs on these new defensive coaching hires? Well, I, you know, I think he did. Uh, and But that, that also has to get translated to the players, and you got to get the players to buy in. And to me, that's been the biggest thing where, you know, let's be honest, the players really didn't buy into Diaco last season, and it showed with their performance. Um, but this group has bought into what, you know, these guys have, have been coaching and, you know, Jeff Brom has played a role in this as well. Uh, so it, 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 it looks right now halfway through the year that this defense is going to be a lot better than it was last year. It already is, but they, you know, they've got to maintain it, but yeah, it, it's, it, these guys have come in and it, to me, it's not really been a big complicated thing. It's okay. We're going to play a four, three and we're going to, we're going to, be more aggressive. We're going to play tighter coverage, and you know, try to get after people. To me, that's pretty simple. <laughs> and I, you know, and I, you know, and I think they've just kind of they stayed true to that. You know, they they haven't probably blitzed as much as they thought they might have to, because I think the the defensive front has played really well this year, and they've been able to get pressure uh, just with those four guys. Um, so you know, all you know, the defense is you know, it's kind of the story of the season for Purdue right now. And, you know, if they can continue to do that, and they're going to face a team this week that is not a juggernaut offensively. They're going to have to stop the run and do some other things. But if Purdue's defense can maintain what it's done here the last, you know, four or five games, then, you know, it's going to be up to the offense to try to figure out a way to get in the end zone. Mike, before we let you go, uh, you know, obviously the football team gets into the top 25 in the AP poll, but the basketball poll comes out and you see uh, Purdue men's basketball team up at uh, seven. Uh, what was your reaction to seeing that uh, list there in, in Purdue being seven and then Michigan being six? Well, first of all, I mean, I thought Purdue would start the year in the top ten, which they have. I thought they might have an outside shot of getting in the top five. But, you know, I think them and Michigan grouped together is is probably the right thing. You know, and there was a Big Ten writers media poll for basketball a couple weeks ago that had Michigan slightly ahead, I think one more first place than or one more first place vote than Purdue, so you know Michigan six, Purdue seven. That's um, you know it's probably right. You know you got five Big Ten teams in there overall, but you know, as you know, everybody knows 
you know, the poles are going to going to move. They're going to juggle around. And mm-hmm. you know, the good news is you get to settle it on the court. Uh, but it does it does create some excitement and some hype for some of these games that they're going to come up because you know Purdue's got North Carolina, and then they're either going to play Tennessee or Villanova out the Hall of Fame tournament in Connecticut. You know, they got Florida State, so they've got some they've got some marquee games on their non conference schedule. And, and of course, you know the Big Ten games are a different story. So, um, yeah, I mean, top ten is kind of where they where they need to be, and uh, and we'll see what happens uh, as we get a little bit deeper into that basketball season, how much that fluctuates. Always a pleasure to be talking with Mike Carmen, Lafayette Journal and Courier. Again, just tremendous, tremendous. This is this is why we get him on, guys. He brings you the good stuff here. Ratings go through the roof. The replays go through the roof. Mike, that's why we love having you on, my friend. It's it's not just because you're one of the best-dressed guys that I know. It's uh, because you're one of the most knowledgeable as well. And uh, we can't thank you enough for making time for being on the show, buddy. I really appreciate it. Well, thank God this isn't FaceTime because you <laughs> would take back your best-dressed comment. <laughs> buddy, I love talking with you, man. We'll uh, catch up again soon, all right? All right. Thanks for having me. Take care, buddy. All right, we got a break. We'll come back. We'll go back in time and more next here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017.